Hi, and welcome to the latest podcast in the Closed End Fund Association's continued series, Investment Insights. Joining us on today's podcast is Bob Bush, Senior Vice President at Calamos Investments. Hi, Bob. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, Diane. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. You know, Bob, several of the Calamos closed-end funds allocate among different asset classes. In the current market environment, how does that allow you to balance risk and return? And how does Calamos view that balance in this market? Sure. It's a great question. Um, One of the things I think that's a hallmark of our closed-end funds is that we have quite a bit of flexibility, quite a bit of a wide berth in which we can deploy our assets. So although we have funds that, uh, that focus on many different things, convertibles, global equities, domestic equities, global fixed income, and so on, we're not hemmed in uh, with big percentages of specific investment types that we need to adhere to. So we can use common stock, we can use fixed income, and uh, above all else, I think we can use convertibles, which I think clearly sets us apart because of our, our capabilities, our experience and a reputation in that field, that's, I think, something that we get uh, sort of a leg up on many of our competitors uh, with respect to the use of that asset class in our closed-end funds. Well, Calamos has long been known for a particular expertise in managing convertible securities. How do the benefits and risks associated with convertibles fit with our current market environment? Right. Well, as you know, convertibles and we've been investing in convertibles uh, since the founding of it by John Calamos in 1977. So it's really part of our DNA. Convertibles are really looked at as a risk-managed way to invest uh, in the equity markets. Because in essence, what a convertible is, it's a bond uh, with really a call option. So the benefit of the convertible is you're still getting income from the bond portion, but the call option portion, if you will, allows you to participate in the equity markets. And so the thinking is you're, you're able to get the upside of the equity market but with a less amount of risk, i.e. standard deviation. And if you look at the performance of convertibles versus equities, uh, over time, they've actually done very, very, very well, again, with sort of a less lower amount of risk. So when you come into periods of market volatility that we've had, but you're still in an environment where income is important, I think convertibles lend themselves to not only out-and-out investment, but certainly use in a closed-end fund vehicle. Bob, closed-end funds have the ability to utilize leverage, but with the Fed raising interest rates, this may be seen as a potential negative. How does Calamos utilize and manage leverage for your closed-end funds? Do you see this providing a benefit to investors? Sure. I mean, the thing about leverage is this. As long as your cost of borrowing is less than what your reinvestment rate is, Leverage is accretive, so it's not necessarily about what the leverage rate is. It's what are you reinvesting in, and how is that working out for you? So, true, the people that borrow at floating rate, LIBOR-based like us, are have seen, I would say, a modest increase in their cost of leverage. You know, we're still fairly bullish on on uh, many of the markets out there. So, over history, the leverage has been accretive to our shareholders as we've been able to improve the returns because of earning that spread between what we uh, borrow at and what we reinvest at. Another thing I think that uh, is worth noting is that about two years ago, we actually went out and fixed a portion of our leverage, about 25% of our leverage, with a uh, preferred security. And we did that for periods of uh, going out from five, seven, and 10-year increments. So we locked in rates 
which were sub 4%, which I think it gives us a bit of comfort. I think it gives our investors a bit of comfort that that leverage will not change. Those rates will not change uh, if the floating rate continues to increase. So I think we've got ourselves hedged nicely. And at the time, if we had replaced that facility, uh, we are, are our clients would have to pay a lot more than when we did uh, when we did this about two years ago. Well, we had a volatile fourth quarter in markets, and closed-end funds generally saw widening discounts as we reached the end of 2018. Does a period like that present opportunities for closed-end fund investors? Have these discounts recovered, or do you still see them as wider than recent averages? Boy, they sure did sell off. I'll tell you, in my experience, that was probably the most volatile quarter in the closed-end fund space that I've ever seen in, in, in my career. Basically, I think what you had was uh, a confluence of a, of a couple of events. First of all, volatile times, investors tend to source closed-end funds for cash. I think you had quite a bit of profit taking in there because the funds during the first three quarters had actually done very, very well. And I think you tend to get sometimes year-end selling as many times investors uh, and their financial advisors want to change the portfolios around and make some changes before year-end. So I think all these things sort of exacerbated the problem that we saw. I mean, you had discounts, basically, you saw premiums, double-digit premiums going to double-digit discounts in a very, very short period. But one of the metrics that we use and look at is sort of the Z factor, which basically takes the, the average discount of a period, uh, you subtract it by the average, uh, or you should say the discount at, on a date, you subtract it from the average discount of the period and divide it by the standard deviation of the period. When these Z factors get out of whack, in other words, uh, negative, fairly negative, it offers some great opportunities to, to come in and buy these securities relative to sort of how they've been trading throughout their, their existences. And so you saw some very deep discounts, and very steep uh, Z factors, particularly in the convertible space. So I think there were some real good buying opportunities there. What's happened, though, is uh, I think the market's uh, a little bit more efficient than perhaps we sometimes give it credit for. Many of those discounts and trade-offs that we started to see just before Christmas recovered quite nicely to the point now where, uh, as we're looking at two to three weeks into January, those discounts have, have eroded. They've really come back to trading close to par. In fact, all of our closed-end funds right now are below a 4% discount, what I think is, is effectively at par. So. I think what's happened is the market uh, saw the opportunity. They realized that these can offer great performance and had offered great performance. And perhaps, um, you know, some of the sell-off at year-end, which we're seeing right now in the general equity markets, may have been uh, a little bit overblown. So I guess the message to the to listeners out there is all things being equal, if these funds have performed well, if you like the manager and you don't think necessarily we are in going into a terribly bad economic scenario, i.e. 2000 financial crisis, that this, this market can really give you some great opportunities, but you got to act fast. And how do you see an advisor or investor best positioning closed-end funds within a diversified portfolio? Well, we say right off the bat that when you invest in a closed-end fund, it should be consistent with what your asset allocation strategy is for your client. So we look at them as ways to enhance whatever uh, asset class you want to get, be, get invested in. And there's a number of closed-end funds that invest in multiple asset classes. So there's, there's plenty of that out there. What are you getting with a closed-end fund? Well, obviously, you know, these are managed. Many of them are for income. If you're getting a nice income stream, you're getting liquidity. So what I would do is think in terms of offering it as a sort of a, a portion 
of an asset allocation strategy, uh, whatever that may be, to supplement other investments, you know, whether it be uh, mutual funds or whether they be buying actual individual stocks or ETFs or whatever. I think what you want to look at when you buy a closed-end fund is analogous to buying any type of a mutual fund or even an equity is you look at the manager, you look at their longevity, you certainly look at their performance. I think one thing that's important is you look to see whether there's support, product support, whether it be wholesalers, whether it be somebody that manages a closed-end fund business, such as myself, that you can actually pick up the phone and call and ask questions about what's going on in that fund. I think you want to make sure that the fund on a regular basis is earning its distribution, meaning that after the distribution, the NAV is at least flush. And again, I think you need product support. Again, the firms, there are many firms out there that do it. Many of those, of course, are members of CIFA because they believe in the industry, they believe in the business, and most importantly, they want to, they want to help uh, their clients and the brokers that support them better appreciate the business. So I think I'd say one parting point to any advisors listening that you can certainly get a leg up on the competition and I think you can certainly help your customers, uh, clients, uh, with respect to managing their portfolios or their assets if you have an understanding of the closed-end fund market because uh, it is small relative to other areas, but I think there's a lot to be offered here and uh, I, I think you can certainly benefit your clients by bringing expertise in this particular space. Bob, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your insights. My pleasure. Have a wonderful new year. You too. And thank you for tuning in to another SEPA podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.sepa.com. 